Good morning, men. Welcome back to the show. Show. I am your host, Todd Archer. And as always, men, it is my prayer uh, that you are being filled and being stretched and being challenged by God in order to step out of your comfort zones, our comfort zones, so that we may be the men that God has created us to be and to stand firm in his strength in order to do so. That is my prayer for each and every one of you that listen to this show uh, because it is what God has put on my heart that we are the change that God has intended this world to be and to see. That we were created in order to be the change, the love, the peace that this world needs. And we are to be the light, as he says, uh, the example of who he created us to be. This is number, this is episode number 27. Uh, As tough as it's been the last two weeks to talk about uh, this and uh, the enemy, Satan, I think it's important, like I said last week, that we know and understand the enemy we are facing, the battles we will be challenged with, the fight that is set before us men first and foremost uh, as the leaders of our families as the leaders of our communities our churches that this is the task that God has created us for in this battle is to fight the good fight to save as or to lead as many souls Uh, to Jesus Christ as we can. So with that being said, uh, we're going to stay on uh, the subject of the enemy, Lucifer, Satan, the many names that he goes by. Uh, I think it's under, I think it's important for us to know his intent. I believe we talked about that last week that his intent is not to win his tent. His intent is to only create chaos and mayhem and confusion in us to lead us away from the love and peace and grace and joy that God has meant for us to live. So with that being said, um, I last night in our community group, we were talking about this and the question came up, you know, when, when did evil come about? When did, um, Satan happen? Uh, and it sent me on a quest of looking of, you know, what, who is Satan? You know, we, we hear it. It's an old story. Sometimes, probably meant to think that 
it's not real, that he's not real. But we know through scripture and God's word that we know he is. And that led me to, you know, we're going to, over the next three weeks, this week, in the next two weeks, we'll be talking about what Jesus says Satan is out to do, uh, which is steal, kill, and destroy. This week, we're talking about stealing and what uh, Satan steals and how he steals from us. Uh, but first, I think it's important that we look at uh who Satan is. Um, we're told in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 28, 13 through 19, uh, really that he was perfect. He was beautiful. God created him. He was a, um, I'm not sure how to say the word, cherubim. Uh, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, but uh, it's in the word. And, uh, what I looked was that was you have cherubim and cerebrum. I'm sorry, the words. I apologize, but basically, it was he was in a position of power. You know, second only to the cerebrum, he was a cherubim, which was does the will of God on earth. He was the most beautiful. You know, he was made of all these things. Um, and it says that, you know, because of the free will that he was given, he chose to abuse that power. So when did evil start? When Satan decided that he wanted to have the adoration that God had, that everything that God was receiving, he wanted. And um, that is the beginning when God cast him out of heaven off the mountain. Um, and that's, I guess the best way to read it or the best way to describe it is just to read it. Uh, I'm not going to read all of it. It says, this is, this is the description that most scholars and people of the Bible say, even though it's talking about a King of Tyree, in relation to it really describes Satan. So Ezekiel says, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. And it lists the, excuse me, all the different types of stones. Uh, and goes on, on, you were crafted in gold, were your settings and your engravings. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed guardian, guardian cherub. I placed you. You were the you were on the holy mountain of God. It says, in the midst of the stones of fire, you walked. You were blameless, blameless in your ways from the day you were created till righteousness, till unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst and you sinned. So I cast you as, 
as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub. So now we understand that where Satan's place was in the kingdom of heaven, I mean, he was up there. He was responsible for a lot of God's kingdom and what God's plan was. So when we're looking at this and, and, and battling this enemy that is before us, we have to understand that our knowledge that we have is limited. We're battling something that has more knowledge than us. That's the reason it's so important for us to lean on the strength of God through Jesus Christ because we cannot battle this enemy. He knows God's word better than us. He knows God, who God is. He knows all of God's power. But the one thing he does have like us is free will. And God gives us that free will in order to choose to give our love to Christ. Give our love to God through Christ. And that's the strength that we have to rely on when battling this enemy who is far superior than we than than we could ever be in knowing God's will. I mean, he was there. He was carrying out God's will until he decided he wanted to be he wanted to be and get the adoration that only is deserving of the creator of everything, even Satan. We know and understand that God created him too, perfect, right? Until he decided that he was more important or wanted the praise, as it says, he let pride, his pride was that he wanted to be like God. He wanted to be more than, he wanted everything that God had. And that's only for God. So when we're battling this enemy, we really have to understand that it is just like, from for my example, from my life experience, is that it's like the Afghanis trying to fight the United States Army, right? We're far superior in weapon, technology, tactics, but they still fought the battle like any warrior would. They figured out a way. How do we beat this? We can't fight them head on, right? We can't take on, we can't stand like in the Revolutionary War, you know, where America gained its freedom, where we're standing in a field across from it. They couldn't do that with us because they wouldn't have lasted because we are far superior in everything. Weapon technology tactics, right? But it's the will that they had to defend their homeland that allowed them to fight in a way, to come up with a way to destroy a far superior enemy or effect chaos and mayhem and confusion just like Satan does in us. So we're looking at an enemy who is like us, who understands how we work because since the garden, 
where he confused Eve and Adam didn't speak up and say anything as the man and allowed the that to set in progress the position we're in now, this battle that we're in, this war. So our enemy is way more knowledgeable than us. But what that tells us is how important it is for us in this battle to be in God's word daily. Uh, me and a friend of mine were talking, and I don't know about y'all, but for me, I can't, it doesn't mean as much for me to read something off my phone or off a computer screen. That's the reason God's word is put in paper form and still to this day is the number one selling book of all time. Everything that we need to know and understand about the war that is going on and how we are to uh, attack this enemy is in the Bible. And my point was, you have to pick up God's book. You have to hold it in your hands. And you have to read the words. To me, that's my opinion. It, it, some people may be different. I, I don't think so. I think there's a connection between having God's word in your hand, being able to physically highlight, underline, make notes, however it is that when you write it and there's all kinds of studies done on that not to get off on a squirrel path but that how much more it means to you when you do that when you take the time to write scripture or you take the time to make notes and read it understand it hold god's word in your hand there's that connection there that we are connected more to god and in order to defeat the enemy that is Satan, we, you know, we know, hey, he comes, he comes, he was created from God just like us. He spent time in heaven with God where we haven't yet. But through our acceptance of Jesus Christ, that is the guarantee, the promise that we are given through our faith and belief in Jesus Christ that we will be in heaven. So it's kind of like a reversal of life right satan started out and then pride came and god kicked him out of heaven because he wanted to be like god with us we started here on earth which is where god sent satan and he tricked adam and eve into eating the fruit which led to our pride our rebellion against god and our fight, our battle within ourselves and our spirit between the spirit and the flesh. But the good news is, as we know, Jesus Christ changed all that. And through our faith in Jesus Christ, we are now a heavenly being. God tells us we are not of this world. And we will be back in our spiritual form, which gives our enemy the hatred because now we have been forgiven through Jesus Christ all the things that he is not forgiven of because he started from a place we didn't. We're trying to get to the place that Satan started from. 
And I think that was the intent that the reason God kicked us out of Adam and Eve out of the garden is because we couldn't be in heaven because that's where Satan started. That's where evil started in God's creation and given a free will. He had everything that we are trying to attain. And still, that's where evil comes from. He still wanted to be more like God. So now we're here. We're starting out from the earth, God's creation, and God breathed his life into us. And now we're trying to attain where Satan started from. Now we're trying to attain that position, or not position, but being heaven with 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 the father and because of satan and his deception and his knowing us better than we know ourselves sometimes because he was in heaven he he seen the things that god has done he was there right so he knows us better he knows how to play us because since the fall we are susceptible to his attacks and to listen to his lies. So he steals our peace and our joy that God promises us by putting that same doubt in our mind that he had that led him to try to be more than God. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, kind of went off direction from my notes that I had here, which often happens. Uh, but like I said, he knows how to trick us because he is like us. I mean, he had the same feelings that we have that, that sometimes our pride takes over, right? That we think we do everything that we do on our own. No, the only reason you even have the ability to do anything that you ever accomplish in your life is because it was a God-given gift. Just like Satan's beauty. It was God-given to him. He didn't appreciate it. He let his pride thinking that himself was doing all of this. When in turn we know as believers in Jesus Christ. That it was God's gift to him that he was as beautiful as he was perfection that he he was what he was but his pride got in the way and he thought that because of all of that he was god and i think that's where uh he steals that from us he steals to steal kill and destroy right so we're focused on stealing what is he stealing from us he is stealing from us when we listen to him that that peace comfort and joy and love of god through pride that really steals the joy that god has intended for our lives just like he let his pride overtake him and then he was kicked out of heaven we're trying to get into heaven so we have to get rid of pride so we can do that and becoming more like Jesus 
And accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior allows us to do that. We understand, we see the differences that everything that we do in this life is a gift of God. The abilities that we have, no matter what your ability is, what your gifting is, where God has you in life, it's a gift. It's an opportunity to grow in God's favor through your obedience to his will in your life. That's where Satan didn't understand that this is not for us. This is for God, and we are to please God. And Satan's pride did not allow him to see that or understand that. But through the beauty of grace and God's love for us, he sent Jesus Christ as the redeeming factor from now to the end of time for all sins. All of our sins, we're forgiven. Now when God looks at us, like we said before, like the Bible tells us, God's word tells us that he doesn't see us in our sinful nation or nature. He sees Jesus Christ. So we can no longer live in the, or listen to the lies that Satan is telling us when he puts when he steals our joy by telling us we will never be more than what we are or we can never overcome this obstacle or shame or guilt, all the tools that he uses in order to try to convince us to pull us away from God for what in the war, in the battle to hurt God, to steal as many of God's children from God as he can. He knows he's not going to win. We talked about that last week. So now it's just a battle of mayhem and destruction, right? It is, all right, I'm just going to steal everything I can steal, even though I know I'm going to lose. So he's stealing our peace, our comfort, and our joy from us. Now we understand his intent. Now we understand that the only way to defeat Satan is not to forget or acknowledge that he exists because he does. But what our goal is and what God shows us through his word and through Jesus Christ is that it is not our strength, but his grace that allows us to fight this battle. That he created Satan, he created us. But the one thing that we have that Satan didn't have is a savior in Jesus Christ. We had someone come and take all of the things that Satan tells us we are truly and take it all upon himself. Now, instead of seeing Satan in us, he sees Jesus Christ when we accept Jesus Christ fully. You know, uh, we must understand, I think the key to this in fighting this battle and what Satan is trying to do is 
to distract us and think that we are more than what we are. When we can admit to the fact that we are not the ultimate power in the universe, in this world, on this earth specifically, um, we think so. I think that uh, Satan uses that trick. He steals that from us. And because God gave us dominion over that, over the earth. But also he sent Satan here to earth. So in, in the greater plan, it is we're here to destroy Satan through our faith in Jesus Christ. And that alone has already defeated Satan. In that because Jesus came and was perfect and lived a sinless life and rejected everything that Satan tried to get all his tricks that he used on the angels to get a third of the angels to come with him and try to destroy what God had created in heaven. He's fighting the same fight here, but the same we already know it's the same outcome because we are fighting with superior weaponry, the father, the son and the Holy spirit. And the analogy I used earlier, I mean, it's it, it's we're now the Afghanis per se are now trying to fight the United States military head up, and and, and there's no way in in that scenario that they win. So Satan has gone to just like we did in Revolution, and we found different ways because the British Army was. More superior to what we had. But because we had the will to be free. We were able to overcome that obstacle. Just like God gives us the free will to choose him. Or choose the lies of Satan. And our and our faith and our strength in defeating this enemy comes solely. Through Jesus Christ. And our belief and our love and our trust in him. That everything that is in God's word is truth. And he talks about Satan and he tells him he is the father of lies. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give us life abundantly. And that's the truth that we have to hold on to is that as we go through this battle. And the enemy tries to steal our joy, our peace, and our relationship with the Father through the Son, through the connection and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, right? We have to fight that temptation to let pride and all the things that God has allowed us to do or accomplish in our lives that they are all because of God and we have to give all thanks and glory to God because we understand that it is not anything that we do. It is only by God's grace and love for us that he allows us to do the things that we do. Evil is evil. 
men will always think that they are in control of this world. Now they're not. We understand as believers that God is in control of everything. There are things that happen that God allows to happen in this world in order for his creation to stand up and to show the glory and power and love of God through us. This battle will be won because Jesus through the Holy Spirit lives in us. God the Father lives in us through the Holy Spirit. And it's time for us to stand up as men and lead the way and be the light that God has created us to be, to not listen to the lies of Satan, to see that we are truly loved by God. Everything that he does is out of love and for our growth so that we can live the life that he has planned for us when he comes back. When Jesus returns, Satan already knows he's beat. He knows that day is coming. That's not even a discussion. In my mind, that's not even a discussion anymore. We already know that Jesus has won that battle. Right? Bible tells us what's going to happen exactly. And, and Satan knows because as we see in Job, he goes back and forth. But it even shows us in Job that Satan even understands that he has to have God's permission to attack or to try to persuade God's children to his side. And through our free will we choose God and to love God over the lies of Satan because he still has to ask permission to do it why to test our faith because if God commands us to love him then it's not truly love but if we give that love freely that's what God wants that our free will leads us to the love of of God because not because of just the things he does, but because we understand that his love is greater than anything we can think about or we can imagine the patience of God. He's still waiting on us to step up, man. He's still waiting on us to be the men he created us to be because we are no longer the weak, susceptible first Adam, we are not that anymore because of Jesus Christ and our acceptance of him and God's spirit living in us. We now have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with our creator, just like Satan did. But our choice is to choose God because that's where we want to be. Satan has no desire to be back under the, the love and grace of, of God. He wants to be God. He wants to be the one making the call because he doesn't see the grace and the love and the glory of letting God have control of our lives and trusting that everything that we do 
for God's glory. Because through him, we have the power to overcome all the obstacles and challenges that Satan can throw at us. Because just as Jesus said, hey, get away from me, dude, right? I'm not believing this. I'm not buying into this. I already know the father. Satan knows the father. He chooses not to choose the kingdom in heaven. And that's what he's here to do is steal that from us. If we're really looking at it, he, he's trying to steal the choice that God gives us. Either love God or love the world. And if we love the world, then we're in love with Satan. Then we look like Satan as Adam and Eve did when they chose to ignore the command of God and think they could be like God. I don't want to be like God. I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm I'm created in his image and he has given me authority over certain areas in this world that is my response that he has chosen to give me that responsibility to take care of. And as all each and every one of us know, that's enough because it's overwhelming. And without his love and without his grace, we would end up just like Satan. That this battle that we are fighting, I don't want to make all those decisions. I, it's hard enough disciplining my kids and, and finding the, trying to raise them up and lead them to God. Could you imagine having the whole world, the entire universe, everything, the responsibility of that falls on you? I'm glad God's in control. And I give, I gladly and happily give it to him because we can trust him. The Bible tells us we can trust God. Satan says you can't because he's a liar. I mean, not that he's a liar, but that he's trying to achieve something that's not right. Well, I don't want that power. I gladly give it to God. And I think that peace that comes with knowing that there is someone who loves us that much and that we don't have to have that responsibility or we don't have we have that responsibility that God gives us but he doesn't require us he doesn't just say hey this is yours have fun with it go no he's there to help us he's there to guide us he loves us enough to say hey i trust you with this and i'm going to be patient enough that when you mess it up because you will because you're not me that I am going to guide you and lead you and help you through it so that you can become more like the image of my son, Jesus Christ. God, that's our goal. Satan says, no, you need to be more like me and understand that God is telling you, you have to do this, this, and this because he said so. Okay. What it not doing what God says gets you, Satan, the enemy. It got you kicked out of the place I want to be. I don't want to be, and I don't want to be kicked out of the garden. We've already been kicked out of the garden. But Jesus Christ changed all of that. And that's 
what Satan is so mad about is because he already lost the thing that he wanted to attain the most. He knows now that he will never attain no matter how many souls that he takes to hell. He's still not going to win. And that's reason our purpose as men in answering the call of men is to save as many or not to lead as many souls to Jesus Christ as we can. And God is so patient in waiting on us to step up and take the, the power that he has given us through the Holy Spirit, through our faith in his son, Jesus Christ, and to start spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the joy that comes with that, each, each one of us knows it's better to give than to receive. Yeah, it's cool to get gifts, but when you can make someone else smile, when you can make your child smile, when you can make somebody that is totally lost and you can see that spark that the, of hope that comes only from the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit. Man, that's that's the greatest feeling in the world. That it may not happen instantaneously, but over the course of time, if God blesses us with that time to see in the flesh, we will see it eventually, whether we're in the flesh or whether we're in heaven, but to fulfill the flesh or the spirit in us to continue to give us hope to keep to continue to reach out to do those things. That's better than what Satan. I don't want to do this on my own. I don't want to, I don't want all of God's admiration because with all that admiration comes responsibility and God's, and I'll tell you right now, God's given me enough. And if it wasn't for him, I'd be failing miserably. I still stumble and fail each day, but it's through his grace that I know that, I have an opportunity in that moment or in that hour in whatever conversation, whether my wife, my children, friends, fam, I mean, whatever it is that, yeah, I made a mistake, but I learned from it. I don't want to be like, I mean, I want to be like God, but I don't want to, ha I don't want to be him. Does that make sense? I mean, yes, I want to, I want to do, I want to be like God in the sense that I love people. I want to help people and I want to be in the image of Jesus, but I don't know why Satan would want all that responsibility. You know, he's given me enough to try to love my wife the way that Jesus loved the church every single day, you know, and to love my children and to raise them in the knowledge of God, the father and the love that he shows. God has that responsibility and that authority over the whole entire universe that he created to ensure. And he's big enough for that task. Satan thinks he's big enough for that task. He's not. So the, the enemy again is trying to be something that he can never be because he didn't create anything. 
So he's coming to steal our hope, our joy, our peace, our love. How? By With pride. By saying we're bigger than God. We're better than God. We can do more than God. That's how he got Adam and Eve. Right? You'll be as smart. You'll know as much as God. Well, okay. No. That's not true. That's not how that works. So, as we battle the enemy, we have to understand that we are fighting a superior enemy. He's been to heaven. He knows what it looks like. He knows what God, he knows God better than we do. He still has communication with God. He still has to ask permission to do things. And if it's God's will, because he understands who he created in us, just like with Job, the faith that he had in Job, because he knew Job's heart. Satan doesn't know our heart. He tries to switch our heart. He knew Job. It wasn't the things that God had allowed to happen, the blessings that had happened in Job's life that made Job love God because Job understood that God was the reason he had all these things and God was the creator of the universe and God was all that he said he was. His faith wasn't in the things. It was in the God who allowed him to have these things. And that's what God understood. And that's what Satan doesn't understand is that when we have faith in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit like Job did, and we understand that everything is given to us by the grace of God through our faith in Jesus Christ, Satan's Satan's pride can go out the window the 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 pride that's what we have to get over the pride in ourselves we cannot allow that to be in us if we are going to answer the call of men that god has put on our life we have to submit to god fully everything that we do everything that we accomplish every goal we achieve whatever is by the grace of God that he allowed you to do it so you can give him the glory to other people and see that it is not me who's doing it, but it is the Father. It's the difference between God and Satan. Satan says, no, you do it because of you. You do it because you have the power. You have this. Because that's the way Satan thinks. I understand and I know because of many failures in my life and listening to that knucklehead Satan that I'm nothing without God. Without his grace and his love and allowing me and affording me the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ in my life, all the times I should have been dead and burning in hell and I'm still here. Man, I trust God. Forget Satan. I don't. You can have all that you want to. That's not what this guy wants. My, my, this guy, this man was created in the image of God by God to do God's will, to love God, to have a relationship with the Father. Satan tried to ruin it. The trump card is Jesus Christ. And my faith and love for Jesus Christ. 
is what I'm the happiest with, where my joy comes from, where my peace is. Satan, when I submit to God and accept Jesus Christ, I understand that my where Satan came from, I'm going back to. What ticks Satan off and makes him so mad is he'll never be back there because that's where he started. I started here. God breathed his life into me. I was created in his image, not in Satan's, in his image. And he breathed his life into me. Therefore, I understand that everything I do is because of God's love for me. And his breath is in me. And the only power I have comes from God the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit. That's it. Satan doesn't have anything... on me because God's already taken that do I stumble do I fall do I listen to the lies at times do I struggle yeah because Satan's smarter than me and when I quit folk putting my attention on God's word and what God says and building that relationship with God that's when I stumble that's when I fall but if I'm in God's word and I'm reading and building that relationship and prayer and trust in God that no matter how ugly it gets in this world, it's only temporary. It's not going to last. My forever is peace in heaven with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to worship them each and every day. So in order to make earth look more like heaven, it is my job and my our responsibility as men. My job and my personal relationship with Jesus Christ your personal relationship with Jesus Christ and God the Father is to use the Holy Spirit the power that he has given us to fight this battle to not allow Satan to take any of that from us and the only way we can do that men is to continually focus on God's word everything we need to know to win this battle on earth spiritual warfare that we are fighting we have the playbook we have the enemy's playbook we have the advantage so why are we not using it why are we not combating the lies of the enemy with the truth that we know is the father through Jesus Christ why are we not standing up more? Why are we allowing our pride to create doubt in what God created us for? Because that's, that's exactly what it's doing. Our pride that caused Satan to be kicked out of heaven that he uses against us is keeping us from achieving what God wants us to achieve on this earth. So he's stealing God's will for each one of us through pride and through thinking that we're something that we're not. It's what caused him to get kicked out of heaven. Don't let it be what keeps you out of heaven. 
and submit to the power and authority of the creator of everything we see, hear, smell, taste, touch, whatever. And the only reason that it is created is because God chose us for that cre- for whatever it is we create. This show. He chose me to be a voice. Why? I don't know. Because maybe because I, I understand that through my life and through his grace and allowing me to make it through the situations that were meant to destroy me, that he has saved me. And now on the other side of that, I can give all the glory to God because I know I could have never made it without him. Satan says you could have done it. You did it all on your own. No, I didn't because I know me in the flesh me. I know I would have never made it because I am not that strong. This body was not made. This fleshly body was not made to withstand those kind of pressures and those trials. But it is only because of the spirit that God put in me that strengthens the, the outer body to be able to withstand the pressures that this world is going to put on you. And I understand that. And I'm willing to reluctant, reluctantly at times. Like I said, three to six months before I actually did this show, that I actually put this word out there that God's putting on my heart. But I did it because I realized that it's not my strength. It's not my words. It's God's words and what he's putting on my heart. And these these shows have been, these last three shows have been a real struggle because I started relying on, oh, you know, I started listening to that voice too. And realizing that, you know, look, I have to get back to being in the word every day and I can't just make this stuff up because if I'm doing that, then I'm not serving God. I'm serving me. And that's where Satan creeps in. So being back in God's word and his grace and allowing me to get back into his word and his grace and love for me to continue to speak his truth not my own it's not my wisdom that you're hearing if there's any if there's any wisdom in this show at all or anything that you take from it that is 100% God that is not me that is God's will the words that he wanted you to hear through me but it's his words put in a way that whoever listens to this show can understand and I'm and I'm good with that. But it requires work for me to continue to build that relationship so and grow so that he can continue through the spirit to speak to me what he needs whoever's listening to hear. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for that grace that it doesn't depend on me because it'd be trash if it did. That's what Satan doesn't understand. He can't steal that from me. As much as he tries, the grace and forgiveness and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on that cross, he can't take it from me. He can't steal that peace from me and try to replace it with pride. And that's exactly what he's doing. Don't let him do it to you. 
continue to grow in your relationship with God the Father through reading his word, being in his word, trusting in him, and understand that it is nothing that you do. It is only by the will of God that you do. And once you come to that understanding and come to peace with with that and trust and give God everything, then you can have joy and peace in your life. And that's where he's brought me. And I wanted to share that with you, that we're in a battle. Yeah. But once you come to the peace and understanding that I'm on the right side and it's not all dependent on me. Because then if we think it's all dependent on us for things to succeed, then we're trying to be like God. And that's like Satan, not like Jesus. Not like God the Father. God says, come to me. Jesus says, hey, I'm here to take this load off of you. Is it going to be easy? No, you're still going to have struggles. You're still going to have, there's going to be trials because Jesus went through them. But look what you got to look forward to. You get to go because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and your faith in him and his death on the cross and his resurrection that you will be in heaven. And the enemy was kicked out of heaven and can, once Jesus comes back, he doesn't have an opportunity to be back in heaven. Therefore, he is only here to take as many souls to hurt God, to feel like he's punishing God. And he's not. He's only punishing himself. Don't fall into that trap of punishing yourself for thinking everything's dependent on you. It's not. It's dependent on God. And he fulfills that dependency through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. And when you give that stuff to God, it's all good. Because you know you can trust. I seen, uh, heard a quote in a movie we were watching yesterday, and it said, let me ask you a question. It said, if, the game, if you're playing basketball and the game's on the line, seconds left in the game, are you going to take the shot? If you're on the same team as Michael Jordan, are you going to let Michael take the shot? Well, God is. God is the one. I'm I'm passing. Hey. Psh. And that's what you have to trust in. That God is going to make the shot. He is going to fulfill his promises. Satan can't fulfill anything that God doesn't allow him to do. So when we see that truth, he can no longer steal anything from us because God created him too. And he still has to ask permission to do anything to us. But remember, we're going to where he left. It was his choice to leave by his decisions that he made. And the same way we get there is by decisions we make and trust in God through the Son and his strength in us through the Holy Spirit. So men, we're in this battle. Don't let the enemy steal anything else from you. 
allow God to take the shot of your life for you because he's the one that created you. We are not God. Don't want to I don't want to be God. I want to look like him and I want to do all the right things, but I don't want the responsive responsibility of every single soul on this planet. It's hard enough just to like I said earlier, lead my family the way that he wants me to lead it with everything going on in the world. But I trust in Jesus. So in this battle that we're facing, that is the ultimate winning peace is Jesus Christ. Trust in him. Allow him to take the shots, the most crucial shots in our life. Pass it to him. Get rid of your pride and give it to God and say, God, this is yours. I can't do it. Once we do that, and we have that confidence, and we know, and God will show you, he never loses. Then we can step out, step up, and answer the call of men. And have confidence, not in ourselves, but in God. And when we have full 100% confidence, that God is with us, we can do everything that he created us to do. And that is answering the call of men. So men, again, uh, this video will be on YouTube, uh, the call of men, uh, Facebook, Instagram, although social media, I'm pretty much, uh, haven't been on there as much. Like I said, sometimes you, uh, stumble, right? last three or four weeks since vacation and returning it's it's been a struggle but god's grace has allowed me to be here again today and for the first time in a couple of weeks i mean i feel like the show has went in the direction that god wanted it to go and i am thankful that he has allowed me the opportunity to be the voice in your ear that uh he wants you to hear i thank you i thank him for those of you who are listening and watching the show it is uh each show gets longer it seems <laughs> been an hour <laughs> usually start out 30 minutes but so much to say when we're talking about god and how wonderful and glorious he is uh again thank you for the opportunity to share my my love and my passion for god with you uh, i pray that god has put it on your heart that you take something out of out of what he gives me to say and uh, again as you do what you do this week this day answer the call of me